Hi, this is Kim Davis, and welcome to another one-on-one podcast. And I have with me today from Crimson Hexagon, Errol Apostolopoulos, who's SVP of Product. Welcome. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. We we were just chatting before I hit record, and there's so much we could talk about, but I, I thought it would be a good place to start and also give listeners some background on Crimson Hexagon. You told me the company was founded, I think, in 2007, and what struck me, although we're talking about social analytics, you said it started out as a big solution to a small problem. So talk about this big solution and the kind of technology Crimson Hexagon had. Sure. Um, I think in the early days, um, what, what I think was the small problem was that for social discussions and conversations, folks were really just trying to count how many followers they had, how often was their brand mentioned, get you know, sort of general sentiment. And we had a solution that uh, back before uh, AI and machine-based learning became sexy, we were able to custom classify and, and really be able to uncover uh, insights from huge unstructured data um, you know, at scale. And uh, social was, the, at the time, the biggest flow of unstructured data. Right. And so we had this big solution to an area that people really didn't uh, have a handle on yet on how to utilize, and it's uh, evolved since then. Now, uh, one of the basic things Crimson Hexagon is known for is text analytics, which is, uh, as I understand it, involves like sentiment analysis, topic topic analysis, and that's based on a kind of natural language processing approach? Correct. And... um, and, and what you're able to do is to really be able to look for the, the types of keywords or, or brand pillars or, or even audience information um, in an automated sense. You know, to sort of press the button with, on the few things that you're really interested in and then you get back, you know, quick information um, and, and uh, quantified, uh, uh, you know, insights. And then, as I mentioned, if you want to, as you evolve and as you become more sophisticated, there's a part of our platform that allows you to do that as well. So there's uh, what you added to that is a, a machine learning approach which can actually customize these kinds of inquiries for, for customers. Yeah, exactly. So someone can can go in and say, for example, one thing that's really difficult that people always ask is sarcasm. You know, you have sarcasm, <laughs> yeah, right. and how do you differentiate this from you know a, a normal conversation? And with our uh, our machine-based learning approach, you're able to take a few samples, you classify them the way you want to, and you say, no, this is good. You know, like um, uh, something is, you know, the the bomb. And you know that that means it's you know it's a it's a it's a you know a good a positive comment, and you take a few of those samples, you put it in, and then that trains the the uh, the algorithm to just go off and run it over the entire um, you know uh, you know social data set yeah, that whole corpus of data. Yeah, so the it's it's almost an understatement to describe social media as as a fire hose. There's just so much of it out there. So somebody in marketing, somebody with a business objective, it's not enough just to listen to social media. They've got to approach it with some questions, some ideas. I maybe mean, we talk talk about some use cases. Yeah, I think the the um, that's a great question because I think what happens with a lot of folks is that ultimately they get um, you know presented and they feel overwhelmed with all the amount of data and discussion that's going on. And ultimately, in the end, there's several really important use cases that people want to find out: campaign performance. Mm-hmm. Um, how did their recent product launch do? 
um, really find out about how their brand is being discussed, how their competitors are being discussed, and then how their audiences or um, you know the, the the people who have an affinity for their brand or products differ from others, and maybe find some more. Uh, depth of of insights on those folks so that they can plan campaigns, plan marketing messages, um, and actually do product innovation and really try to imagine what the power of being able to sort of listen in on people when it's unsolicited rather than the traditional routes um, of conducting a focus group or conducting a survey. And this allows you to sort of do it um, without needing to yeah, you know, to to organize those those uh, those types of groups. So Crimson Hexagon has the artificial intelligence powered listening capability. Do you offer uh, on your platform the opportunity to to respond, to engage in conversation, to plan and execute campaigns, or do you integrate with other tools to do yeah, that? Yes, we integrate. We we have an integration strategy. We uh, believe in um, our depth and advanced analytics um, is where we are uh, very strong and can you know consider a leader and so we we will integrate with any one of a variety of engagement platforms spread fast who suite others um, and uh, and use that as a way for um, for marketers or customer care folks um, we, we have some uh, uh, good examples of that with spread fast um, to respond to uh, customers uh, on the fly as okay. part of our customer care um, uh, you know, uh, use case as well. So the um, we talked about AI, of course, and it's on everyone's lips right now. And, sure. Uh, you know, you turn around in the marketing technology space, you just bump into a yet another person who says we're doing mm-hmm. AI. Mm-hmm. But Crimson Hexagon has been involved in that really since from the outset. So, how do you regard this? The fact that AI has suddenly become the the buzz of the moment. Well, I mean. It, it's like any um, uh, advancement in technology, right? There's, there's some early adopters or early providers, and then ultimately at some point it gains momentum, and then there is this groundswell of, of, uh, of people trying to take advantage of it. And that's the way I look at it. Um, you know, the, the, the ability to have uh, you know, lots of storage so that you have lots of data that can be used to sort of train against things, the um, inexpensive... Um, you know, of of being able to implement technology and the power, have all brought this to the forefront. So in our case, you know, the ability to uh, have it have your your platform learn as users are are you know conducting their their use cases allow us then to automate that yeah. and then present it so that it presents you with a recommendation on what you should do and what you shouldn't do and provides that insight in a way that you don't have to go looking through a whole bunch of different charts to find it. And, uh, and we believe that that is the future, and that's what marketers will be spending their time on the more difficult things, right. and then just like anything else, the machine takes over a lot of the more, uh, you know, sort of straightforward things initially and then gets more and more advanced. Okay. Now, of course, with uh, artificial intelligence, this learning curve really relies on very large quantities of data. Mm-hmm. Crimson Hexagon has been around 10 years uh, you have a lot of data sitting in the Amazon cloud, did you say? Yes, we do. We have over, uh, over, uh, well, more than one trillion documents um, sitting in a in a huge infrastructure uh, built in the Amazon cloud that allows uh, a, a marketer, a user, or a platform to, uh, at their fingertips, be able to discover, you know, over, you know, number of years, 
And that also includes um, images as well. So it's not just text. We have GIFs and, and uh, images that we can analyze so people can, uh, can bring those uh, uh, insights to the forefront as well. And this is uh, cutting edge. I know uh, a number of vendors have been looking at this for, for the last couple of years at least, which is the ability to do this kind of precise social listening when it comes to images because so much of what's on social these days which is attracting people's attention is visual, whether it's images and video. And uh, you've been developing new capabilities in this regard, haven't you? Yes, that, 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 that's correct. Um, you know, uh, the old expression of, uh, you know, pictures worth a thousand words um, plays out in today's, uh, you know, social media world so that we're able to um, bring uh, our analysis which can recognize logos, scenes, facial attributes, objects, and actions um, that people use to express themselves today uh, you know, via uh, you know, visual images. And then provide, again, insight on that, quantities on, the, on that. Uh, there's a lot of emerging use cases, you know, everything from sponsorships and looking for logos and where they appear to proof of purchase at the moment of consumption right. and how that's being handled. Uh, to um, the relevance of a particular brand that feels like they should own uh, stadiums mm -hmm. or, or the beach um, as part of a, an environment or a scene in which their product, you know, would be uh, relevant. And those are really gaining a lot of traction, and we're, the, um, you know, we're proud to have been building that uh, technology for the last couple of years. I think uh, this may seem almost trivial, but I think one reason... This is an important advance, is that these days, so many people, when they want to talk about a product on social media, rather than spelling out the name, there's a photo of them holding it or pointing to it, saying, this is great, I love this, or I hate this, this doesn't work. And for a brand to know that's going on, they've got to be able to recognize the brand image. Absolutely. And, um, and, and it's really powerful when they want to look at those things. Um, and really be able to try to identify threats, you know, mm -hmm. where is their brand being used in a way that they don't, um, you know, uh, appreciate. <laughs> and, uh, and then in other cases, can they take something and amplify it if it's a selfie sure. um, that is, a, you know, a good sort of user-generated content with their brand and something that they want to either respond to or mm -hmm. use in a, in a marketing campaign and the like. So I think... Um, you know, there's there's one other thing I think that's really powerful about images too. And um, when you're when you're trying to do a query on text, sometimes you have to do a lot of Boolean gymnastics, right? Okay. To, to rule out all the other yeah. types of words around something that's very uh, Tahoe. Tahoe's a car. Tahoe's a place. You know, um, Tide. Tide is a Alabama Crimson Tide. <laughs> You've got Tide the detergent. Yeah. Um, but if you put a photo. And you look for the photo tide, and it, and you want it to be, you know, the Alabama Crimson Tide. It it brings all that data back. So I think images are really powerful in disambiguating terms as well, and really right. being able to find the real meat of a, of of what's relevant to you. Now I, I remember a few years ago, this was considered something which computers were really dumb at was recognizing images. So we've had an amazing advance there. Are we getting? Uh, are we making similar advances with video? Because there's so much video out there. What about analyzing video? Yeah, it's a great question. It's usually the, 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 the question that people ask when they start looking at images. I think the, um, the technology is the same, right? So we can, we can do 
and people who can do image analysis can do video as well because yeah. it's just multiple frames. It's the it's really the the volume of processing that that requires cost. Okay. Yeah. And so in order to incur that cost, you really want to identify what is it that you're trying to uncover and really have a, a more defined use case. I do think that that is evolving and that people are beginning to look at those types of things. Obviously, media providers and people who are content creators might want to look at one specific area within a video and then you can look for that particular image and maybe go five frames ahead and five frames below, which yeah. we can do with GIFs and things like that. So I do think that that's going to be uh, a prominent thing as a futurist in yeah. 2018 mm -hmm. um, and that people will be wanting to look more and more at, uh, at, uh, at videos and, as part of their overall marketing um, you know, insight uh, okay. programs. So anything else you see coming down the line or, or do you feel you're, you're bitten off enough for the time being? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I do believe that um, the advancements in how to leverage and use that conversation um, still has a, a ways to go throughout um, you know, large, large organizations and small that uh, typically, as I mentioned at the outset, the first thing was, you know, what's my presence on social and how are the conversation going? Then can I respond to it? And then people, as they've become more and more familiar with it, really do look at it this as this repository very valuable corpus of data to just find out what consumers are thinking about different things when it's unfettered yeah. and uh, and and totally being able to tap into that to make decisions that are much more critical to the business you know including marketing customer experience the journey and and how um, you know customers interact with you as a brand and using that for all sorts of things so I do think that that is the you know the the future uh, being able to look at that type of information and connecting it with the data that you have with you know uh, direct customer feedback. Um, and then using this array of technology that we have makes that easier yeah. um, and more, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot more abilities to be deep and wide on those types of things. So uh, obviously I have a biased view about, you know, where that direction is headed with uh, with some of the things that we see, but uh, but there's still a lot of room to, to grow and a lot of emerging use cases that people can jump on. And, and what kinds of brands, I guess in terms of scale, are looking at Crimson Hexagon as a solution? What's your, what's your sweet spot? Yes, um, great question. Uh, we have uh, a wide variety. I mean, everyone um, who has, um, you know, a presence uh, in the, uh, in the, you know, sort of social domain or has conversations going on, which is, you know, we would argue is, is most companies, um, use our platform in one way or another. I think CPGs were the, the first really? because yeah. their brand and brand equity was so important to them were the first early adopters of really trying to understand this as, a, as an insight platform. But, um, but we have customers in financial services, in automotive, um, you know, retail, um, almost in every in every vertical you could uh, you could imagine. I think the sophistication is differing in either. You have some that are just coming on board now, and you have others that have been really you know in second and third generation, uh, you know, evaluation and uses of this. Okay, so social media has been with us a while now, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, thanks. as long as Crimson Hexagon. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Well, thanks, Errol. Great glimpse of the cutting edge of social analytics. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for your time today. And everyone look out for the next one-on-one -on -one podcast.